0: This episode of Full Nerd, Intel Roadmap leads to victory, P and U parts from Intel, and Newegg PR fiasco. Welcome to episode 207 of The Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co host Brad
1: Charkis. Hello, Internet. And I'm Patrick Murray, controlling the vertical and horizontal hey uh it's it's wednesday We we've been doing these shows not is on it, tuesdays recently we're, we're just kind of all over the place but when, wednesdays is going to be the the new show time for for a little bit uh, uh you know as long as there's not it, other stuff that comes up so
2: it is wednesdays my dudes wednesdays yeah uh
1: yeah. cool man we, we got a we got a, a, a good group of people here we, we already have two super chats wow look at this uh uh, Eek44 gave us 45. Danish Shrone, thank you so much. to the uh, new haircut and trimmed beard. Brad, you look hot. Hot. Looking hot, Brad. And that shirt, too.
2: Showing I golf. hate this shirt. I hate this shirt. I had adulting to do today, so <laughs> had to switch out of my nerd shirts.
0: <laughs> I got a super chat, although it's not a super chat. It's a direct text message from Greg Viederman, the Ved who uh <laughs> okay every about 3 years i mean that's that's how, how much of of a pc gamer he is for people who don't know all, not old timers greg uh, Vieterman was the eic of pc gamer also their longtime hardware um reviewer and we used to give each other a load of crap all the time when we were at a previous employer and he wanted. He has a question about DDR four versus DDR five.
1: We'll save that for oh, later. Oh, look at that! Yeah, wow. It's it's a, a text chat. You know, don't get your text <laughs> chats in unless you already have our number. I well, guess. it's cheap. You know, <laughs> he doesn't have
0: to pay a super chat. He just simply sends me the text. You know, just, is
1: he watching the show, or, or does he them, just do it out of the blue? He didn't.
0: You know, I said, hey, I'll answer it on the on the podcast. So I'm like, hey, you need to watch it because I'm not gonna like. Yeah, you're getting the information for free. <laughs> But you're gonna have to like digest a YouTube,
1: like yeah. it. it's like oh, I'm gonna watch this for two hours. <laughs> exactly, yeah. If if you want to know the scoop, uh, also if you weren't here for the pre-show, you should be watching the full nerd on a TV. You know, just put us put us up on the big screen. Yeah, uh, yeah, go for it. It's always fun. Anyway, uh, uh, transition time. Also, uh, Intel put up on the big screen their roadmaps, <laughs> right? What's, yeah, I don't know. It's a big <laughs> deal. They what they
0: basically are laying out their accelerated uh, our leadership roadmap. So it's a it's a roadmap to success, basically, as, as, as I alluded before, they think this is what's going to give them the the go ahead to 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 win, win everything <laughs> accelerated with five nodes in four years which is, I don't know, is Dang. that slide up? It's crazy because we're...
1: Wait, which, which uh the first one?
0: Yeah, yeah so the okay. uh, first slide, Got it's it. basically right now where we are. Actually, it's kind of cool because it's like, this is this is like if this were your Google map, you'd be here right now. Like Although it probably like, if it were Google Maps, it would say, would you like to buy an AMD CPU? Because that's the way <laughs> Google works, because they pay for it. But they have the 2021-2022 uh, Alder Lake, which is here now based on Intel 7 um awesome cpu clearly for desktop people also clearly pretty damn fast in laptops too and they are saying hey we're also going to ship uh, raptor lake uh this year and then they're saying 2023 2024 meteor lake and aero lake on intel 4 which i had to look up that's a seven nanometer on some people's uh uh yard six and then for intel it's it's intel four and then they're going to do their they're going to roll out also that same thing will be a combo chip right this is a, sort of their mm-hmm. whole tile design with uh 20a which is 20 angstrom this is like oh forget your old nanometer why don't you put mm-hmm. that with your like with your what microns like oh it's 130 micron chip or whatever it was but this is mm-hmm. basically oh i know 0.13 micron so this is basically intel saying hey we gotta we gotta change up the scale here because we're gonna have some 20 angstrom chips and then External N three, which it's somebody else's stuff. Basically, the cool thing with the tile design, as I get it, is they can use other people's chips on an Intel CPU. I don't know who's it's going to be, what it's going to be used for. I don't. I wish uh, I didn't read Mark's story, but go read Mark's story on PC World to find out what it is. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of wondering. Could be ARM. Kind of craziness. Like it could be anything, right? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then 2024 Lunar Lake. We're gonna to move to eighteen Angstrom and external process. It's
1: it's crazy. Lunar Lake. Yeah. Cool name. I, I like that name, you know. I guess that's a real lake. That's what they've been doing, is naming it after real lakes, right?
0: Yeah, you know, they the Intel generally I as I understand it, the team that uh works on it gets to sort of pitch what they want it to be codenamed, and then I think it, it goes through an entire, you know funnel of decisions to make sure it's, you know, not not copyrighted or somebody owns it or whatever. And then the, I, I do like the lake thing, though. Sometimes it, it does.
2: Kind yeah. Of, it Raptor does Lake kind sounds of. super cool. <laughs> Just the name, Raptor Lake, I that's really true. like. Arrow Lake, Meteor Lake, Lunar Lake. The cool thing about Raptor Lake is when they were showing it off, that's coming late this year, uh, it's going to have a lot more cores than what they have now. Uh, I think Alder Lake tops out with... Six performance cores and eight efficiency cores. They yep. were showing off a high eight end Raptor Lake system that has eight performance cores and 16 efficiency cores. So that'll be a big upgrade.
0: Yeah. And that's in the next slide, Adam. So they're basically 24 cores because it's got 24 cores, a lot of those efficiency <laughs> cores, 32 threads. And actually, I thought I saw this somewhere. It was a really good idea. I was like, hey, you know what? If you just, for Intel, because it always, like, sort of breaks your brain trying to figure out, like, well, how many performance cores, how many E cores? Just take the number of threads and subtract the number of cores. So 32 threads, subtract 24 cores. Bing. Eight performance cores. Oh. Okay.
1: of yeah. works, right? There yeah, that works yeah. really yeah. well.
0: Good math there. Good math tip. It's <laughs> somebody not good at They're also saying enhanced uh, overclocking features, uh, an AI M.2 module. In socket compatible with Alder Lake, so this will fit into existing LGA seventeen hundred platforms.
2: And oh, good. Go- well, Do we good. have any idea what AI M two module means? I saw that and I go, "Hmm, what is that?" I, you know, I'm
0: I'm guessing it's basically in you know it's Raptor Lake, so it's going to be for clients, so it's going to be some kind of you know AI accelerator that's going to go into an M dot two module. And I would imagine maybe just didn't fit into. the the socket or into the into the into the chip and also maybe like not everybody needs this but maybe if you need it like so i i think a lot of people still have a hard time getting like what is the point of ai it just sounds like some kind of baloney that i'm sold on a really bad robin williams movie (laughs) but there are some really cool use cases if it's supported if it's actually supported like um especially for photography for photo for video the image recognition stuff that you're you're doing i've been doing a lot of topaz lab stuff Mm-hmm. And it's pretty neat because, you know, you can really, uh, in, in you're also seeing it in uh, Adobe products, right? So you're seeing it in Photoshop where you can go in and you can use AI to repl- intelligently remove the, the layer, the background for the sky and put something else in. And there's all, there's an aging thing that NVIDIA is actually working with Adobe on. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the AI focus, I think, is mostly around image, you know, possibly also as it, as it pertains to video eventually too, but, it has to be supported, but it is that's, really neat when you use it.
2: That's interesting to me because we'll talk about this later. Arc reviews are coming out this year, and we had Tom Peterson on here for an interview last year, and it was a really great interview. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, reading between the lines everything he says, it's clear that AI is going to be a big deal for Arc and ZSS, XESS. Now, I wonder if that could be used to accelerate that. I suppose so.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I would be, I think to me, would be really awesome. You know, you, you would already, you assume, get some kind of support for whatever is going on from Photoshop for Raptor. Like, mm-hmm. you're already getting it in Alder. Like, but maybe this is something even more. Cause, mm-hmm. But it seems to me like if you're actually going to purpose build a, an AI card that's focused for consumers, it's got to be for a product that they're going to use. So maybe we're mm-hmm. going to see some kind of really cool ass application support out of adobe or maybe even a microsoft product that it will make it worth it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's but it, that that it is an m.2 module kind of makes you go like well obviously it's not going to be that it's not going to be worth integrating to every single cpu but for the people who do need it it's going to be pretty awesome
2: yeah that's interesting because zss XESS. Not whatsoever sure how to pronounce it uh yeah, that has extra tricks if you have supported AI Intel hardware in there. So I wonder if that'll be a way to sneak that in there because that's open sourced as well. So, huh, interesting. All right. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. Continue. <laughs> no, no, it's,
0: it's, it's, I, you know, it is very hard to find because every time you like, Every time people talk about AI, it's just like, whatever. It's just like your eyes gloss over because it's some kind of baloney. Somebody wants to sell you a extended car warranty almost. You don't care because it has zero bearing on what you do in
1: reality. Uh, hi, Gordon. Uh, we're trying to reach you about your AI. Yeah. Uh.
0: We're, 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 have, we talk about your extended AI M.2 module, but <laughs> having used the applications that will use it, it's pretty cool. Like, again, I I a lot of times we get images out our way too low res. And I use um, a, uh, Topaz Labs, the gigapixel feature, and you can basically intelligently increase the resolution of a photo or a piece of art, and it looks way better than just trying to do it, you know, normal bicubic or other, you know, Photoshop less, less intelligent means. So you would imagine that's just going to get cooler. And then, you know, I think clearly the AI application that people are already using or seeing is on your phone where, You know, Google's like, hey, check this memory out from five years ago from your family where you wore this shirt, (laughs) you (laughs) know, and it really can do kind of that stuff, which I know creeps people out. But it's also like, you know, I having something that intelligently does that for you is neat. Um, And I I really like for me for the killer feature for AI on the PC is I have a ton of old videos and a ton of old photos. You know, my 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 sorting method is to throw them all into one hard drive and they just sit there forever. Right. But <laughs> if I could if I could have it go through my hard drive and sort out, you know, who to find people or to find scenes, just like the way you are with your phone or like Google mm-hmm. Photos. does
1: right. well, really Google well. Photos, I, I, I mean, can just I can just search for my cat BB and it shows right. pictures of BB. I, I didn't even tag her. Right. And you could just
0: go in like, hey, I need this cat photo from 10 years ago in oakland right and it it could go in and do that and that's cool stuff on the pc if it ever gets there so i i think there's a lot of promise if it ever gets there but we're not quite there yet oh and the next slide is meteor lake it's amazing right this is like they are really showing a lot off a lot of of hardware And, and again intel's roadmap for a long time has been like and there's like hey where are you going oh we don't know <laughs> 14 nanometer <laughs> where what's the next stop 14 nanometer <laughs> or, where's that stop after that? It's 14 nanometer it's like <laughs> you we know, like got kind of like tired there but the fact that they are showing off you know intel 4 meteor lake you know q2 22 shipping in 2023 is that that's really promising but again you know they got they got to deliver right i mean that's sort of the problem yep. with intel is Hi. they burned all their capital like uh yeah you were telling me we're gonna get to whatever 10 nanometer like years ago it took like an extra five hours i'm not going to believe you so mm-hmm. this i gotta i gotta believe i'll believe it when i see it right well, so
2: well there's a uh, meteor lake is the first use use of extreme ultraviolet lithography for intel which is a next gen you know, chip making technology that people have been talking up for close to a decade at this point. So it's been on the radar. Uh, Ian Cutras, Dr. Ian Cuttress, Uh he has an excellent video up on Tech Tech Potato. It was his last interview at AnTech as well with uh, Anne Kelleher, I think her name is, uh, the lead of technology development at Intel. And she was actually talking about how part of the reason that 10 nanometer wound up being a tripled you know, development issue is because they were betting big on EUV being available. And when it wasn't, a lot of things went sideways. So I'm real interested to see what that winds up looking like in practice.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, we'll see, right? Because that EUV has been sort of been talking about for a long, long, long time. And it looks like, I guess, whatever the problems are, (laughs) they guess they've solved it.
2: I did 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 an interview looking at breaking Moore's law, like how chip makers are advancing stuff all the way back in, I think 2013. And they were already talking about EUD back then. So it's been a long time coming.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're finally, it looks like maybe the roadmap, but again, you know, it's you, you, I think the problem with Intel is they had this reputation of always executing no matter what, like a Terminator. And then suddenly it was like, Oh boy. It's just like, It just, they just drove off the road and we're stuck in the woods forever. And it looks like this is, this is pretty good. But I, again, they got to prove it to me, but I didn't realize there's actually a next gen graphics engine in Meteor like as well. So,
2: oh, I think this, I think them showing all this is kind of driving home that this is what Intel was known for executing rapid development and all that. And them signaling like, look, we're getting back to this five nodes in four years. That's very aggressive considering their recent struggles. So heck yeah.
0: Yeah. No, you know, the one thing that AMD said, what, maybe three years ago was one thing that they thought was going to work out in their favor, which has spectacularly, is previously Intel, AMD would creep right up on Intel, pass them up a little bit, and then Intel would just bust out with the new process and just kind of run away mm-hmm. with it. But they, they thought the slowing of Moore's Law would really limit Intel's ability to just kind of like jump on process to get away from them again. And we don't know if this is going to work out that way, but it looks like Intel may have its process back in order. So uh, that is good for Intel, not necessarily good for AMD possibly. We'll see, but you know,
1: uh, S- Santio, a uh, friend of the show, Santio says, yeah, bring back the, uh, TikTok strategy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what this this is this seems like it's
0: even beyond TikTok if you're talking about by twenty twenty four we're gonna do what? <clears throat> Intel seven, Intel four, Intel twenty A, eighteen A by twenty twenty four, that is a crap load of, of change.
2: I went looking to see if they specifically mentioned TikTok again, like TikTok is back, but they did not, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think they are. <laughs> but the the flexible
0: tiled the architecture will be exciting to see in action yeah look how tiny those cpu that cpu tile this is a uh, slide three there for the intel that cpu tile is just tiny
1: nice well, well, what what be- what else they got on their uh the roadmap then
0: i think for the stuff that pertains to uh, client pc which is desktop pc laptop for us mm-hmm. that that's most of the exciting news i think they, they, they haven't don't- i don't think they talked much about the graphic stuff though right
2: they did talk some about the graphic stuff, but before I move on to that, I just I think it's interesting that Intel, for all of these, rather than tossing out performance metrics uh, as far as raw performance, they were focused on playing up the percent increase in performance per watt on all of these, which is something that AMD has been doing recently. Like we were just last week talking about AMD's new laptops, and they were saying all this Zen three plus stuff—that's pure power improvements. That's what we're doing to drive this stuff and it looks like intel is looking to do the same thing so i just find that interesting yeah
0: well i mean performance per watt has been a big deal a big deal for and it's not just just because of what apple has done because if you look at it it's driven most of what's happened on the pc and that's because you know when you get data center Mm -hmm. those super data centers they don't like paying for electricity and it's it's sort of like a, a gate to performance so they want they want that power density and building a pentium 4
2: for servers did not did not really work so well i mean that really i think i talked about on a recent episode but that really drives performance too even though you might not think about it because i always think of it in terms of nvidia's maxwell like nvidia maxwell came out killer performance per watt uh decent performance increase compared to the previous gen but just way better performance per watt with the 900 series and then after they had that nailed down then GTX 10 series came out and was just leagues better than that was anything beforehand because they built on the back of that performance per watt so that just illustrates how big of a difference that can make yeah and speaking it, go ahead no I was just saying
0: it really does it gets to the whole point because I know a lot of people go like well computers PCs use a lot of power and the argument from the industry would be like we're already solving it. We've been heading cause the, our our way to use consume less power and be faster, that's just simply the path to win. You don't have to regulate us to make us do this. So that's one argument against sort of like handcuffing the PC industry into meeting certain power regulations because it feels like that's 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 the only way to beat your competition anyway. So
2: Yep. 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 Uh and if even if you're drawing down four hundred and fifty watts, might as well make it be as most efficient as possible, like get more done with it. So powerful perf- performance for Watts. Great. Yeah. Uh, Intel did also make some arc GPU announcements as part of its uh, investors. Say, I believe it was, uh, they said that we will see elk Archimist graphics cards and laptops this quarter. Uh, we will see desktop graphics cards next quarter and workstation graphics cards after that they're hoping to ship four million discrete parts this year uh next gen battle mage gpus will be next year uh they're also working on a enthusiast part called celestial and they also teased what sounds like it might be like a geforce now kind of competitor or virtual cloud kind of thing called a uh, project Endgame, which is a f- interesting name to me hmm. where you can you know Tap to Arc Alchemist from the cloud, so, hmm. and that's launching next year.
0: So uh, there, and I saw that that's four million sounds like an awful lot, right? That's that's definitely a, mm-hmm. a good, good uh, chunk of GPUs. But I yeah. I think um, John Petty uh, via uh, Ryan Smith over at Anontech was saying that's ten percent, maybe forty million, adding boards. I mean, discrete graphics total is the is the total amount roughly. Shipped, so this sounds like a lot. Four million sounds like a lot, but it's not not a huge amount. Although I would argue that's four million in 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 an era when you know basically zero is available to people. That's pretty good. So
2: yeah, the world could use ten percent more GPUs right now, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Sure, that's maybe a small number compared to the competitors, but ten percent more GPUs in the hands of gamers. That's pretty good. Um, we do have uh, uh, a friend of the show, almost famous, uh, says Project Endgame is the end of PC gaming. <laughs> what do you think, Gordon?
0: No, it's just not. It's just I. I think no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no, just simply no. But you don't. That doesn't. Just because no means you don't, doesn't mean you just sit back and like you let cloud gaming surpass you. You always have to continue to move forward i always wonder for the music industry which streaming is pretty much they were locked into it but look at the technology changes the the music industry did right i was like stereo content did you ever change anything high res content uh you played a little bit with like whatever quad content but like it really for the most part music really didn't change because it's an art but it is sold to you through a mechanism and if you look at like the look at hollywood it's like hey you know what we're gonna we're gonna sell you you know high def video like you mean 1080p no 720p oh now we're gonna sell you 1080p now we got 4k now we got 8k oh we got hdr we have you know there's sort of like hollywood versus the music industry continually sold you the same damn thing over and over and over again, right? And it's just simply because it got better. So, streaming is awesome, but as we heard from the Blu-ray people, they want the highest quality possible, so that's always going to be there. I would argue the PC's always... You're never going to beat the latency of a, of a computer sitting next to your leg under your desk never, for, never. versus cloud. So, But no, it's never going to happen. Even
1: if you have your nice uh, 10 gig fiber connection, uh, right, Gordon? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah It's right. a low ping, but not when, low yeah. enough ping.
2: One other thing that was interested that has nothing to do with streaming, but ties together CPUs and GPUs is, uh, Meteor Lake, the tiled 2023. I think it was Intel four CPUs that we were just talking about have the tiled approach. And Roger Kaduri, who is the head of graphics at Intel. He's been on the show before, uh, says that tiled architecture will let the work with their next gen battle mage arc gpus mm. so all in the same package and his quote is this is super exciting it allows us to offer a discrete graphics class performance with the efficiency of integrated graphics it's a new class of graphics you can't really call it integrated or discrete and this is just the beginning so
1: that's why on that chart it says tgpu right
2: i can't see the chart, no, so i don't so. know
1: <laughs>
0: interesting Do you think, though, is it, because I've been seeing a lot of stories saying, oh, the GPU shortage is getting way better now. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Because I, I one, kind of the one problem I'm like with Intel is like, if you could have launched this thing six months ago or 12 months ago, it would have been immediate instant success no matter what. I'm just afraid like, oh, you're going to launch this just as like the entire
2: world is awash in GPUs suddenly. You know, that's, that's, imagine that
1: timing, right?
2: (laughs) Prices are getting better because crypto prices have gone down so much, which is a big driver for all this. But they're still ludicrous. Uh, Aside from the RX 6500 XC, you're not going to be able to just go easily buy a graphics card. I was at Best Buy this weekend. There was nothing on the shelves. Uh, So we're going to have to see how it goes. Like, there's been a couple times over the past year or two that crypto took a dip and everyone's like, oh, you know, Salvation is coming. And then it just turned around and went way back up. So. I'm very much wait and see. I'm not prognosticating on that. <laughs> so it's like a bad slasher movie
0: where it's like, "Oh, it's over." No, not really. Jason's going to yeah. come back.
2: Oh, I don't know. Don't open that door. Hopefully not, but
0: possibly. I yeah, but it yeah, I just don't know how much to believe it because I went looking and the 6500 XT is available for 260-ish, but that well, is about it that it, I could find. Yeah,
1: I mean, the the videos real- I've seen the Steve or I'm not I'm sorry, um yeah, over at hardware unboxed and then uh uh I think Paul did one too just like tracking the price changes for GPU. It's going down but it's still nowhere near MSRP obviously, no. but it you know, it looks yeah. like it's getting better. Yeah. So. Yeah,
2: the the news is yay, graphics cards are only 69% over MSRP, I kind of <laughs> yes, so. not, not 82. <laughs> yeah. Whoops.
1: <laughs> uh, <but>, yeah, <sighs> that's not good. getting there hopefully hopefully getting there but that would be interesting timing (laughs) it's like if things obviously all of a sudden do change within a couple months and then intel's like oh hey we we showed up with the gpus yay we got it (laughs) And everybody's like oh well actually
0: i mean but do you think that's the play nvidia is going to make though is they're going to like you know what we are going to every month yeah i know everybody needs more gpus but we're going to pull away just a little bit and then we're just going to just bomb everybody with graphics cards so like they get to like 20 percent over msrp and you would do that right around the Intel launch and you would launch next generation cards because Intel or NVIDIA is going to they're You know, they're going to go hard at Intel. Well,
1: they, they, oh, yeah. they don't yeah. want
0: Intel to succeed here. So. True.
1: But it isn't the, the bigger worry for somebody like NVIDIA is that if prices do come back down, then you have all these miners who have secondhand cards that flood the market. And, you know, that's what happened last time.
2: It's a very different world right now, though. Yeah, so
1: true. we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to
2: see. Everybody still wants graphics cards. Everyone got into PC gaming during the pandemic but hasn't been able to buy them. So it's very hard to tell what actual supply and demand is right now. (laughs) I I guess the other question,
0: too, is whether it's going to snap back because it feels like it's been so bad for so long. A lot of people are just... They went out and they're going to play GeForce now. They're going to go buy a console or whatever. They just have sort of given up because uh, it's been so hard to buy a graphics card. Once they're available... Has will there be like suddenly, oh, my God, people are going to go nuts because suddenly you're going to see this huge increase in gaming PCs show up because now everybody wants to build a gaming PC because you can buy GPUs again. Or have they gone away forever is the question. I don't know. Hopefully that we'll see. Yeah, I would think not because I I still, you know, again, that's my bias. I believe in the su- superior platform of the PC over consoles over handhelds over everything because I still think it's it's an experience that is unique that clearly has you know lived the live through decades and decades of use so it it feels like everybody's just waiting for it to get better so mm-hmm.
1: it should snap back I think yeah nice well anything else on the the roadmap we want to cover I don't think so you know again just wait
0: and see right raptor lake is I'm it, it'll be interesting 24 core well yeah 24 core desktop cpu aimed at sort of consumers might be a little hard to justify it always felt like 16 was kind of the limit but we'll see right do you really need i mean threadripper was awesome not a lot of people bought threadripper 32 cores that were regular people right for content creators 3d artists those kind of things but i'm not i, I will be interested to see if we will be in better shape with with software and applications that can really use those cores
2: yeah the one thing that interested me about the raptor lake showing off is they said up to double digit performance increase and considering that there's so many more cores in that chip that made me go hmm you know i wonder if they're sandbagging it or if they're just talking about ipc or what because i would expect there to be a solid at least in some applications, double digit performance increase because there are two more efficiency cords and eight or eight more efficiency cords and two more performance cords. So we'll have to see. Yeah, I, I don't know. I
0: I would think it's just because they don't. I'll, I was really shocked though. I mean, in that slide earlier, you saw them. There was a screenshot of Cinebench. Right? Mm-hmm. Was that Cinebench? I swear to God, Ooh. like what? I need to make sure because that's. I was I was kind of surprised. Let's see if that's dang it is it really Cinebench because I was Intel. You know, clearly has been saying you don't need Cinebench. So oh no, wait, that's not here. I guess that's in the other slide.
2: But uh, yeah, if you if you missed all the nitty gritty details while Gordon's looking that up, uh, Mark did a couple of pieces about the CPU roadmap when it was announced last week or earlier this week. Last week, uh, go check them out. Good stuff
0: hmm oh no sorry it's actually blender well that's okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm so used to the different scenes that's actually the blender bmw uh load but that is uh that's for the next it's actually part of the next uh next topic the intel p and u series
1: chips. yeah yeah so uh, uh, other intel news but the, these are things that are actually coming out soon right well what, what's what's going on with the pu series
0: yeah, no, I, it's the P and U series, P and U, <laughs> not P U series. It, it, this is basically Intel. Hey, you know, we drop uh, in Alder like H, which is your classic sort of discrete graphics gaming laptop, you know, content creation, you know, big and powerful. Um, the P class is aimed at uh, more normal people. Frankly, most people that don't play games don't really need. To pay for just graphics, pay for the weight, mm-hmm. pay for the cost. So these are aimed at sort of like Dell XPS thirteen plus is a good example, Spectre thirteen, all kinds of stuff like that. What would have once probably gone into a MacBook Pro probably. Um, so they have these uh, P core fourteen uh, core uh, again, basically you know six six performance cores and um, eight uh efficiency cores and uh they're pushing it into lower power envelopes into thinner lighter laptops and they finally took the um the lid off of that and actually the first one we're going to start off with is very similar to what we saw with alder lake h which is looking at multi-threaded performance they looked at relative performance over soc power basically sort of power performance you're getting. Uh, versus how much... So if you're really, really pushing it hard, how much more performance do you get out of it? And um, I kind of wondered if there was an error with this. Is this up on the... Yep, yep. Initially, I was like, what is going on here? Because this doesn't make any sense to me. Because it's like, what's up with the line for Ryzen 7 u and M1? Because it's like... They're not the same. Am I missing? Yeah. I was like, well, how come the line isn't any longer? And basically, I realized later looking at this is because Intel is throwing M1 and Ryzen... Seven fifty eight hundred u some shade because they're saying it has a very narrow you know performance band right Mm -hmm. we can we give you you know we're maybe looking at their 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 little lines so the sort of the 1265U and the 1280P so like the 1265U they're saying hey yeah you know at at very low power M1 kind of outperforms us a little bit and it was in 1195 as you know M1 actually kind of outperforms 1195 g7 tiger lake a little bit but you know you get on it and if you are doing something that really needs the performance and you're going to crank up the wattage look at that power band so we can give you pretty close to m1 which is an awesome chip performance for the u part at very low wattage right 10 watts Mm -hmm. but you you get up to 25 watts and we are just giving you 140 percent for the u part m1 just doesn't have the power band and we're sort of seeing that already you saw that with the iMac Pro, or the iMac, right? So the ARM-based mm. M1-based iMac was I, was. I was really disappointed in the iMac that um, basically it was like an M1 laptop in performance. You didn't really get much more performance out of it. I understand it's a, you know, it's a different kind of um, device. It's not like the iMac Pro, um, but it, it kind of felt like you know they really couldn't really push the, the performance um, when they push up the power. And then the same thing, they're saying, like, look at the 5800U. You're looking at maybe, you know, they are they Their 1265U is outperforming the 5800U, although 5800U will will outperform it at 15 watts, but you get up to 25 watts, and we're giving you more performance. And when you're looking at, you know, the 1280P, which is the 14-core uh version with higher TDPs, they are really kind of like all over Ryzen and M1. So. 70% faster. That's what the chart mm-hmm. would say. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, well, real, real quick for, for before we move on, I got to ask what's up with this naming scheme? Why why are they only mm-hmm. four digits as opposed to five on the H parts and on the desktop parts? 1280p. I'm waiting for 1920p, uh, but you know. Yeah, no, that is. And I think that's because, you know, look at the previous uh,
0: Target Lake uh, UP3, which is 1195 G7, four digit code. They actually did that with uh, Ice Lake and Tiger Lake where they went to four digits but the weird thing is they did their Comet Lake parts with wasn't it that was a five digits like 107510U yeah. or something like yeah, that yeah. so i think they've just simply decided we're going to make our low power you know ultra portable CPUs four digits and sort of more powerful CPUs um five digits and huh. i i think it kind of gives them a little bit of wiggle room because With five digits, you can sort of play with the model numbers to give you a feeling for where it performs. So maybe where that band is going to be. You know, 11980HK, you know, 12900HK, and then you sort of have 11900, and I don't know. It doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, It's just weird.
2: (laughs) If you look back at the previous, like, in the application performance chart, they have the 1195G7. Uh, the last two generations of these mainstream ones, they had those G signifiers at the end because they were really focusing on the Z-integrated graphics, XE-integrated graphics, so that G7, G5, like, signified graphics. It looks like they're getting rid of that, which is both good and bad, I guess, but I think it's good from a branding scheme. But I think it's worth pointing out that P didn't even exist before. Uh, this is a whole new lineup. They they used to be U, it used to be H, they used to be Y. They just rolled out P because... Uh, <clears throat> They used to allow laptop makers to push some of the U chips up to twenty-eight watts, but nobody ever would. So they basically rolled out these new P-class ones to say, "Hey, these are you know high performance, but for mainstream laptops." So that's where the P comes from.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And also, good info to have because it's brand new.
0: Yeah, no, and it is it is definitely for especially for consumers. Sort of this is where a lot of people buy is is the U-class parts. And then mm-hmm. Most people are not buying H at, unless they're sort of need a yep. little more power so yeah p makes sense um if we look at slide b here adam okay this is basically a, a block map of a, of a 12th 12th gen uh, p series part and essentially you lose the discrete you know you're going to lose the the discrete graphics so you don't need you don't need lanes you have two gen four lanes two four lane gen four lanes for storage you get four thunderbolt You have LP4, LP5, DDR4, and DDR5 support. And it actually looks mostly similar to what you're sort of seeing out of Alder Lake
2: H. The thing that was interesting to me, being the graphics geek, uh, is the fact that it does have those 2x4 PCIe Gen 4 lanes. uh, Because... Dan, who was on the show before, uh, said that the, he told Mark the vast majority of P systems will be running integrated graphics, but they do expect there to be some with discrete GPUs. Uh, so that means those discrete GPUs will be going just through a by 4 PCIe4 four connection, which at first blush, you're like, uh, isn't that what people are just yelling at the Radeon RX 6500 XT for? But for the class of GPUs that would go into this sort of laptop, it should be totally fine. It should work out just fine. For the few laptops that do ship with discrete graphics
0: yeah and you know again you're these are very very light laptops so mm-hmm. they're not putting 3080 ti's into them no it'd be what like an like an mx 550 or sort of a again a 3050
2: or something the top 3050
0: or an arc or a 6500 yeah. xt because that's got four lanes um mm-hmm. and it is gen 4 so you're basically getting you know the equivalent of eight lanes of gen 3 there's plenty of bandwidth for these lower-end parts. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many OEMs are going to do it, though. But I, it's interesting because I know a lot of, especially for different markets, they will put in discrete graphics for for Europeans, especially Germans, and Asia, discrete graphics in China is, is a big deal. So a lot of times they'll just put in discrete graphics because people want to see it has discrete graphics, either Radeon or GeForce mm-hmm. in there, so... I kind of mm-hmm. wonder if that's that—that's sort of a good out for them.
2: Yeah, yeah. They did say it'll be less common, so don't expect to see many of them. But don't sweat it if you do.
0: Yeah, and again, you know, you for a three-pound, you know, three-ish-pound laptop, you know, you you're only going to get one M. dot two anyway, so you could mm-hmm. they can repurpose that other one, so that's that's pretty handy. Right. Yeah, nice, good-looking stuff. Um, they actually did show off some performance comparisons they obviously don't have ryzen Uh, don't ask don't ask (laughs) there are no right they don't have ryzen 6000 parts in in this comparison because they don't have them basically (laughs) i mean that's kind of the way it works Uh, i don't know for people who want to ask this if you're going to go to youtube comments you're saying intel's not comparing it to ryzen 6000 parts it's because, by the way, they don't ship each other their unreleased product yet. So they, they that's, that's the reason why you're not seeing it, But
2: Yep. And those only just came out last week and in very limited availability, I think, right? Ry- Ryzen 6000?
0: Yeah, I don't think I've seen any U benchmarks yet for Ryzen 7 6000, but hmm. obviously they would not have it because there is a process you have to go through getting the lawyers and everybody to approve it. There's a lot, yep. of, a lot of our head in getting it approved, um, but you're not you're not going to see it yet but i i do have my thoughts on that but so on on this one so the next slide to see here adam yep basically web browsing so they're showing a 1280p about 17 percent faster than an 1195 g7 which is actually a little bit faster than a 5800u that's in web expert 4 uh, that is made by principal technologies and before you go to all start contorting your face, saying principal technologies. I will say WebExpert 3, Ryzen, was faster than than Tiger Lake in this generally. So this is, they're basically kind of even. And this sort of matches what we're seeing with Alder Lake is generally with web browsing, that kind of light-duty stuff. Alder Lake does pretty well. 17% Mm -hmm. slightly snappier, right? I mean, there's definitely, Mm -hmm. I don't know how much you can really feel, but definitely a little snappier. And then the next one's interesting because this is Puget Bench for Photoshop. That is generally pretty, uh, pretty single threaded, very lightly threaded, and they're saying 30% faster than 1195 G7, which is a again quad core Tiger Lake UP3 part, which is slightly faster than a 5800U. I don't have current numbers for 5800U, but that's that's about right. Um, part of that is Puja Bench is again very lightly threaded, so the chip that's going to run at higher clocks is going to have an advantage. And then the other thing that Intel gets out of there is they have worked very closely with Adobe for many, many years, just like Apple and Nvidia have. And there are some filters that run simply run better on Intel hardware. And I've seen that directly. And in fact, I know one of the filters that is in Pooja bench simply runs better on Intel hardware because, Hey, by the way, they, they threw developer resources at, at Adobe and you see it here. So, and, interestingly um you look at photoshop m1 pro is actually slower than this core i7 1280p hmm.
2: that's
0: that that's interesting yeah no and again that's you know that's i don't know how much because they're comparing it to uh, 1195 g7 but they're if they are saying 1280p without discrete graphics although i guess you could say pro isn't really discrete graphics <laughs> if it's going to be faster than the m1 pro i don't i don't I guess then the Apple crowd will say, oh, performance per watt. <laughs> that, that'll be the immediate Twitter response. Performance per watt stream, I think. So, I mean, that's looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is looking at uh, the 1280p with 14 cores in a rendering comparison, which is very interesting. Oh, wait. Okay, so they are actually... So this is using Blender because remember Intel does not believe in Cinebench because you know, you know, uh, you know mm. that's not what people do all day. Mm. Not no one uses Cinebench all day, but apparently we're all using Blender. So <laughs> this is a twelve eighty P with fourteen cores versus the eight core Ryzen seven five thousand eight hundred U, and they're saying fifty uh, percent less time than eleven ninety five G seven, which is a quad core. So clearly. More cores, better. I will say though that that one number, looking that look right next to that, that orange line, that Ryzen 7 5800U is like is right there. Eight cores versus fourteen cores, and they are <laughs> yeah. right there. I gotta right. go like, yeah. And you're gonna go like, well, if they, and if AMD's really pushing 28 watts with the Ryzen 7 6800U, mm-hmm. they might we might have a real ball game there. We nice. may have a real ball game there, which I think is good for everybody, for all the people that are doing blender runs. Yeah. On their thin and light. Although this is, you know, this is the BMW um, workload, which is fairly lightweight. I kind of wonder if you're throwing something a little harder at it. And, you know, Blender is kind of weird because some things, some things, and, you know, uh, Steve at Gamers Nexus has done this. You, there's some things that are just, you don't get the same results based on how uh, the, 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 the frame is, is set up,
1: so... But this, this is again looking pretty good. Uh, real yeah. quick, we, we got a $10 super chat from a friend of the show, VC Jester. Thank you so much. Uh, in reference to the, the, these part numbers, he said, I have to say the first digits of my social security number just to recall the last four numbers. So I commend yeah. you for keeping all of these model numbers straight in your head, Gordon. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it takes you. a
0: while too, really. You know who I r- highly recommend? Hi, if you don't know about this person, Lisa Gade, uh, you should go look at a Lisa Gade video. Uh, she does laptop reviews she has a mind of like, it's an iron trap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cause clearly like there's no breaks in the video and she like, man, she's got like her memory is like, how can you remember? Like mm-hmm. CPU model, GPU model, clock speeds, M.2 model, every, like every single specification she can commit to memory. And like, she I don't know how that. many tanks that takes, but I just think <laughs> she's like, that is just like, you just almost have to clap because like when you're trying to remember every single model, Lisa Gate is, like, yeah. amazing. She's awesome.
1: Uh, also, uh, Dr. Ian Cutris uh, says, so um, So Puget uh, chose the Intel optimizer workloads. Uh, isn't this the sysmark problem all, all over again for Intel to then choose Puget? That's, uh,
2: that's what I was going to say. I, I know that Blender definitely has some Intel optimizations in there.
0: Yeah, I, I know what people are going to say because they're going to go like, well, and for people who don't know the history, uh, you had BAPCO, it was an industry association oems chip makers they were all in this they decided on a standard really incredible complicated valuable way to measure computer performance very realistic um, looking at reaction times not just simply going into word and at the time you the, the office work work would go into work and type as fast as you can well i can't type at 5000 words a second that's not a realistic use sysmark was amazing because of kind of what it would give you. It would only measure the response. So you do something, it measures only response. Awesome stuff. There was some kind of tizzy that happened between AMD and Intel over it. They said, you know what? You're making this test unfair to us. We're walking away. They took their ball, they walked away. And then so did NVIDIA. NVIDIA never really said why they left too, but NVIDIA left. Uh, Apple had been a part of it, but they eventually also left. And it's sort of at that time, I think everybody just stopped using SysMark. Even though, again, it was based on real applications. Um, and the method was cool, but I think the argument was like, everybody's always picking these workloads that favor Intel CPUs. I don't know what happened. I will t- say that BAPCO's always said, no, this is, it's fair. Puget Bench is made by a workstation maker. They sell computers. They have developed this stuff on their own, looking at things. They look at things people do, some of their customers do, and they basically have created these workloads for them. Photoshop is a very popular application, by the way, if you don't have Photoshop on your platform, you don't have a platform. You have a Commodore 64. Mm -hmm. So I know that people are going to, well, it's political now because now Photoshop is, is, is unfair to my company that I like, and it favors this other company because they put money into making it faster on them. If I'm buying as a consumer... And the only thing I care about is getting better performance in Photoshop. Do I care about your little petty squabbles over that, Or do I only care about what gets me more performance? If a vendor is putting money into another vendor to make their application faster on their hardware, and the only thing I care about that hardware is getting more performance, that's fine. If I don't like fairness and all these kind of other stuff, and so I like to argue about things on YouTube and Reddit, then that's that's full. You can make that decision, but there are some consumers that will say the only thing I care about is faster Photoshop. So, my long the short answer to that is it just depends on whether you care or not. Um, Photoshop want faster Photoshop or want
1: to support, you know, small independent whatever's. So, uh, well, also, uh, oh. Crap! Where where did I put it? But um, Ian points out, well, doesn't uh, doesn't Puget uh, mostly sell uh, Intel-based systems? And I actually, I I went over to the store. Let me let me put it up. This is I I just w- when you go to the the main navigation, you click on products. It actually has the the AMD systems uh, listed before the Intel systems, which is interesting because I I, I may mean, I don't know what they sell, like how much of each they sell. But I, honestly, I I would have thought they they would have put the intel stuff uh, beforehand but you know uh, yeah yeah and they sell both and you know i think it's yeah intel has been
0: the big player with xeon for a long time i i think yes you're going to say like well the vendor wants to sell the product but looking at all the tests that Puget bench does uh the the the, the involvement in the community to make these tests public for people to use and then they will do this test. They'll run something. I'm like, wow, look at this. We are running this on Threadripper. And if you are doing this application, you need that core density by this Threadripper. Because you know, ultimately for system vendors, they just want to sell you product. Yeah, one may make more money or whatever, but the fact that they actually are coming up, genning up these tests to do the testing and then say, if you do this in this test, this is faster by this hardware. And then they sell it to you. I think that's fine. I know that there's always some feeling like, well, vendors want to sell the product that gives them better margin. I think it's definitely a little bit for a place like Puget Bench.
2: Well, I think the numbers are a little bit stale at this point. But last summer in July, Puget put out a post about the state of their CPU sales. And they said that AMD actually accounts for 60% of their sales. So the majority of their sales are from AMD.
1: Okay. Huh. Yeah, I I, honestly I'm a little surprised by that uh, personally, but uh, I I mean,
0: I wouldn't retune Ryzen 5000 and Threadripper where they were just firing on all cylinders, right? I mean, Intel still hasn't really come out with a response for Threadripper, you know, but it's probably not a big
1: market for them. So Um, Ian does follow up and say, uh, but Gordon, that's not the argument. There are 500 tools to use in Adobe and, and Puget might use the 10 with the best Intel speed ups. And I agree with you there, Ian, because that is the lim-
0: limitation of, especially when you're using sprawling suites like Photoshop and Premiere, and as a reviewer, I also, like, when I do a review, we just did Alder Lake H, and and I did, uh, or I did just horizon Ryzen as well, and I do um, Procyon, which is UL, and I also do um, Puget Bench, and I think that's a Problem is a lot of people will look at the results. This is great. This is a great topic for another day. But I think if you are, uh, if you see the Puget Bench number, I see this 1,100 or, f- oh, my God, the M1 Max is like 1,500. <laughs> that does not really tell you the whole story. Same thing, right? Because Puget Bench, it basically, and again, hey, by the way, best buds, Apple. And Adobe are best buds, too. So they get a huge pickup from the encoder, right? So they have just awesome, awesome optimizing coders in Adobe products, which shows up in Puja Bench for Premiere when you actually – so you think, wow, they just kicked the crap out of NVIDIA GPUs. Even at 3080 Ti, they get smoked by M1 Max. You actually look at the actual result for the GPU in Puja Bench, not really, because there's actually – there's GPU-accelerated filters in the applications that actually – Actually, thirty eighty Ti is faster than N one Max, right? So,
1: I mean, we say this all the time, right? It really depends on what you do. You yeah, know? it's it's hard. How do you standardize the testing to show that? Anyway, but we we got a. Uh, uh a ten dollar super chat from uh kenton morton thanks so much uh said it amazes me how people are all caught up with the benchmarks uh, but majority can't tell the difference and only watch youtube browse the web and play candy crush <laughs> good point <laughs> yeah no it is and that's that
0: crowd needs to realize like just buy again if you're buying a laptop buy the one that's got the the best screen keyboard and trackpad for you then i mean does mm-hmm. it really matter if that's all you're doing all you're doing of course uh last one we'll do the Iris actually there's the other product stack but we'll do the uh, Iris XE graphics cool. 1080p So they're basically showing that you know hey 1080p gaming with Iris XE in these new 12th gen parts pretty decent like look you're looking at 115 frames a second league of legends 81 in Rocket League this is high Counter Strike 62 it's very playable yeah, that's good. That's a big difference than in what integrated graphics used to be. Yeah, and I would say it's probably gonna be very similar to what you're seeing with already with the uh Tiger Lake G seven parts because it's basically the same same EUs. Hmm. Although I guess maybe they'll get a pickup depending on the RAM, so maybe they get a little more bandwidth out of this depending on what's being used, but Wait, so
1: this is ten eighty P gameplay on a twelve eighty P.
0: On, a, yeah, on yeah yeah, <laughs> 1080p
1: Sorry. on a 1280p. Uh, <laughs> the left side of that chart, those bars are
0: medium settings. Right side is is high settings, and you know you're you're looking at very decent gaming. You know, I personally for me, I would say I would think the part for my demands, I would say probably 1080 low is probably what I'd play because I generally
2: like a little more higher frame rates, but depends on the game. And you got to remember that these are mainstream laptops, so probably most of the things you'll find this in have 60-hertz screens.
0: Yeah. And then also, the thing that kind of is amazing here is you look at League of Legends, 115, 81 frames a second, Rocket League, Dota 2, 72 frames a second, Counter-Strike, 62. That's probably like 60% of all gaming already. On right? Steam, yeah. <laughs> On game, period. Like, <laughs> like the entire yeah, world, yeah. right? And like, And I would say, if you play Valorant... Well, start-
1: and Grand Theft Auto, I mean... Really? I don't. I oh no, dude! Grand Theft Auto is still huge. huge I don't huge. think so. Oh, no, yes. no, no, yes. Go to the Steam charts yeah. right now. You're all opening up. For Grand me. Theft Auto is probably not even yes. top five. What? Oh no, it dude, is. It, it is. Yeah, there's are, a
2: reason I had it in my GPU suite up until really because when Red Dead Redemption came out. Like yeah.
0: to, I think because you know there's and it's funny because I will often see people go like, Hey, we looked at this graphics card with 40 games. And sometimes I think like there's forty thousand games in the Steam library, right? I'm not mm-hmm. sure what how as a percentage from going from say fifteen games to forty really changes it, but mm-hmm. I would say like top ten is probably the most valuable
1: metric out of Steam. Yeah, games, well, right? well, yeah. Grand Theft Auto is in the top ten of concurrent right now, but also top ten of the peak today. So, yeah. so what is it? A uh, hundred and twenty-two thousand. 000- no, players, I mean, like players top today. five uh what is it for today one two three four five six seven number seven but also lost ark is a brand new one so yeah yeah
0: i'm just saying top not top five
1: oh. i would say that league of
0: legends rocket league dota and counter-strike are and i'm saying that because people who generally play you know esports games lower ambition games they're they tend to skew to be younger and most parents don't let their kids play Grand Theft Auto Five. I'm just saying that. I just, mm. Hey, Minecraft, You'd sure. Minecraft, even Counter Strike is like Counter Strike is like that seems like a socially like acceptable norm
1: versus like Grand Theft Auto, you know? Because at least you're playing Counter Terrorist. Actually, you know, I uh, and maybe this isn't where people are playing Rocket League, but uh, Rocket League's peak today is only forty three thousand compared to one hundred twenty two thousand of Grand Theft Auto Five. So yeah, because and they're not they're in like the top. Twenty Adam is because it's eleven thirty eight and everybody is in
2: school right now. They're on juice boxes, right? Even five hours. Yeah, be I'm, like just, the I'm just saying. World will turn just saying. On. It's because Rocket League Epic pretty much moved it over to Steam, and so this is all who's left on Steam playing it.
1: Oh, got it, got it,
2: got it. I just think it's but, a juice box yeah, crowd. I think it's a juice box crowd. Juice box crowd dis- is not playing GTA. I disagree. Yeah, uh, I but go. even if I mean juice box crowd isn't playing Counter Strike either.
0: Oh yeah, they are. But No, you. Yeah, if you look at this
2: top, if you look at this top ten, fifteen list, like most of those games are in that. So that's super cool that you can play most of the top fifteen most played games on integrated graphics on this thing.
0: Okay, Okay. we're just gonna do one of these, which is basically the product stack. Oops.
1: Your twelve
0: eighty p twelve seventy is basically pretty decent. Look at that. You took my chart E or? Yeah, chart E. Basically, uh, we're looking at. You know, fourteen cores for the the i7, and then sort of like you lose a, oh, you lose two performance cores. Ah, but still, those. I, I'm a little bummed that you're not getting the the full uh, graphic stack with the i5 version. But what are you gonna do? Because Tiger Lake, you got that G7 and i5, right? So, yep, that's a bit of a bummer.
2: ADE uses to sneeze at though.
0: I think. Yeah, no, that's true. That's, I mean, that that's not bad. That might actually be like a good sort of like... That i5-1250p might be really an awesome screamer deal. And you're still looking at 12 cores. For yeah,
2: yeah. If they did that 1080p gameplay on the 1280p, just be aware that the numbers will be a little bit lower if you have an i5. Yeah. And, of
0: course, it all depends on the laptop because one with better cooling... Mm-hmm. is going to perform better
2: laptops are complicated man <laughs> very
0: complicated we'll skip the u parts i'm still not sure where the u parts go personally but you know i guess for everybody else who doesn't need all the all yeah cool. uh, all the core count
1: but we we haven't had any of these laptops in yet so obviously if we we get some in we'll we'll do we'll do some uh some video around right
0: yeah i'm excited i i think you know i think it'll be a battle from seeing where i saw ryzen 6000 i think it's going to be a real battle and even intel's own numbers seem to make it seem like it might be closer than i expected but Mm. i think the what i'm very interested in is also you know battery performance which gets really messy in itself but everybody is everybody believes alder lake is simply not power efficient at all so we'll have to see when we actually get the laptops
2: yeah, it's gonna be cool with all these actually being on the streets. It looks like by the end of next month, so we'll be able to compare head to head.
1: Yep. Nice. Uh, speaking of uh, going head to head, Steve at Gamers Nexus went head to head with with Newegg. What what ha- what happened here, Gordon? Oh, I, it's I, a long I
0: story. I'm going to try to summarize it after watching many many hours of video. Basically, you're looking good video, at, good great video. Go check it out, Steve Gamers Nexus. Awesome, awesome content. Um, he basically bought a motherboard from Newegg last year. You know, it was uh, it was for you know Rocket Lake, you know Comet uh, Comet Lake, 10th Gen, 11th Gen uh, board it wasn't 1700. Ended up like you know I'm, I'm not going to use this thing. Got the box, said I'm going to return it. Put the label on the box, send it back to Newegg. And he never even opened the outer box or the inside box. Send back to Newegg. Newegg says, hey, we're rejecting this because. It's you know, it's been damaged goods. He's like, What? I never even opened the box up. He went through this whole thing with them, basically saying, Uh, I never opened the box up. And they're like, Yeah, we don't believe you, tough luck. There's also, um, thermal pate on there. I don't want to say he doesn't. <laughs> thermal pate is what it is. <laughs> he says it's thermal pate, it's actually pate is how it's pronounced. Thermal pate is on the board. He got into a big fight with them, and then eventually, trying to get it go back and forth, he basically got screwed by them because they were going to say, we're not going to give you your, your $500 back because you damaged this board. And then he finally had to go like, I was like, what's up with this? And then he ended up going on Twitter. And then, of course, by the way, hey, <laughs> if there's one person you do not want to <laughs> F with, it is Steve from Gamers from Nexus. Uh, yeah, And they F with the wrong nerd. And, of course, it blew up. And then it turned out he got the board back from them. It had a bunch of Ben pins on it. It had the thermal pate on there. Uh, they gave him his money back because clearly they wanted to go away because they knew the, the, the rolling storm of bad news was coming. Uh, he got his money back. He got the board. But, you know, Steve being Steve, he's like, what's up with this? He ended up uh, talking to Gigabyte and actually. Well, no, no, out-
2: you're missing a step here. You missed a step here. Is there a step? So when Newegg sent the board back, it still had an RMA sticker on there. Yes. That it had sent. Two gigabyte because it knew there were messed up pins in the motherboard And gigabytes like yeah we would you know they sent it back they decided not to have it repaired continue so that's an important step. there's an actual sticker on the motherboard a big sticker that's an rma thing the gigabyte and it was the the, and steve checks it out and the the motherboard had been sent
0: to gigabyte um to get to get an estimate on a repair gigabyte says we can fix it for a hundred bucks he called them up to find out yeah we can fix it for a hundred dollars Newegg says no. Send us the board back. They get the board back. Clearly damaged board. Clearly has a big ass sticker saying damaged board. And somebody sold that to Steve at Gamers Nexus and then tried to make him pay for basically that motherboard. And you can imagine that just that train of bad news just kept going. Uh, they he finally yesterday or Monday he 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 released a video going to to Newegg, sitting down with some uh, execs and. Uh, uh, brass at Newegg talk about the whole situation. He also had with him a binder of like I don't know like maybe a hundred people had a very um bad RMA experiences with Newegg. He said that was like a quarter of the the emails he received from people who had mm-hmm. poor RMA experiences with Newegg. Talk with them, very reasonable talk. I encourage you to watch it um and watch the whole thing. Don't just try to like fast forward through it because you should hear everything they have to say. In the end, Newegg basically said we're going to have one. We're gonna, we've released a um, uh, an email account. If you have problems with RMAs, please email this account. Even if you're one of the 400 some odd people who have had a problem, that had emailed Steve, please email us. We, we are we we've clearly in corporate speak. They basically said we screwed up. We know we screwed up. Here's how we're going to fix it. And I think that's where we are today and you know it was clearly a, a pr disaster right i mean i don't what
2: else <laughs> i don't know what else you could That's, say uh just the final notes on the process before we dig into it more uh new after steve started talking about this said hey we'll start taking bent pins on motherboards and cpus open box no questions asked and as part of this video, Steve was saying, Steve did a great job in that video. He didn't make it about him and his issue. He made it about the big collective issue. He did excellent journalism there. Uh, and he says, that's not good enough. You buy any open box thing. This is, you know, you get it messed up. We just saw how catastrophically bad, what a failure your return process can be. Like other people, we've got hundreds of reports doing this. Why does not this not exist to every, you know, open box item? So Newegg has since expanded it to every open box item. Uh, and they have that return thing, so you can go get that checked out if you are a affected customer. But like, this is bad. Like that thing. If they had at any point simply said, "Hey, this guy says he didn't open the box. Let's open the box and you see the motherboard box was ripped out the side. It wasn't even opened properly. Yeah, and it had that big thing on the top of it, the RMA sticker. Like boxes can get put in the wrong place hopefully you have processes so that doesn't happen but i could see you know something accidentally getting sent out as an open box item but then when they say hey you know i'm trying to return this i didn't damage this someone should open that box and be like oh there's a gigantic sticker on here saying we tried to send it to gigabyte six months ago right that's crazy (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know
0: it clearly it's and i think the reason why um Steve got so radioactive about it, I think is, and I think fairly is besides the fact that it's him and he has said, you look, I can, you know, to me, it's not, not the end of the world, but you can imagine that experience happening to a regular person where you're sent, you know, bad product and they don't want to give you the money back for it. And it's just, it's just, it's an injustice, right? And it's, it's it's very much an injustice to, to that person who did it. And that's why I think he rightfully got like all up in their business over it, because it just makes you wonder what what the hell's going on. Right. So.
2: Yeah. And and to be absolutely fair and true and honest, like Newegg has a reputation for crap quality assurance, like not quality assurance, but returns, customer service. Like a lot of people will only buy from Newegg if they have to because they've had bad customer service experiences and this just really drives that home in a like the worst way possible for Newegg. Uh hopefully these changes stick. Hopefully, you know, all these open box changes happen. Hopefully they really do like reflect and be like, "Hey man, we can't be trying to stiff people out of $500." Like that's yeah. ridiculous. So hopefully there's going to be a silver lining to all this, but yeah, just a fiasco.
0: Well, I think the silver lining is is that yeah clearly and anybody who's worked in corporate america will tell you um things don't get fixed until it turns and things get really really bad right so clearly the company knows like yeah we got a mess on our hands so and again i will say if the best time to buy a a Jack in a box taco is after they just poisoned a whole bunch of people with those tacos because <laughs> you can, you can guarantee that like we fixed our problem because like, you know, killing people with our, our, our monster tacos is, is not good. <laughs> you're going to bet that any open box item that you're going to buy from new, York, I guess you're going to be like, yeah, we're going to handle these with baby gloves. <laughs> but clearly the, you know, most corporations, they don't, they don't fix anything until like it blows up in their face. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, try that with any company where like, oh yeah, no, nothing ever gets fixed until it blows up. So that's exactly what happened right
1: here. Wait, so, but, but there are a lot of people, you know, in the chat saying, like, oh, I should switch to Amazon or or hey, you know, I, I should uh, boycott uh, Newegg. You're saying that you think this is probably the best time to, to work with them because yeah. they're probably uh, I, watching it. Well, it's I,
2: it's yeah. before you go on, it's worth pointing out that they also just updated that return policy to include both open box and new items. So if you run into an issue with anything they have that special direct line to return issues
0: yeah and I I think the one thing that is very easy to to get on the anger train on and just kind of like and be angry about stuff is that you should also go like look yeah it sucks that it took stepping on you know one of the most popular YouTubers for this to happen but they at least are addressing it right so you have to admit that that okay you took care of it I'll give you another chance. I re- think it's really would be wrong to like, well, you, you took care of the problem. I'm still going to boycott you because you should, never should have done this in the first place, which I think is the wrong way to do it. I think it's, I think if they are at least doing the right thing, yeah, they should have done in the first place, water under the bridge, but now you give them their chance, right? You not, not, it's not a, it's not a life conviction, not forever. So I think you got to give them the chance because they are, they have at least tried to fix it we don't know how long it's gonna stick or, or what the fixes are but I think you gotta you gotta at least give them a chance now again mm. I, I hate think- monster tacos <laughs> right mm. after they poison those people because you know hey I know it's a good
2: <laughs> yeah two two thoughts on that is one I watched that whole video like you said everyone should it was a really interesting video uh, I think a lot of it was corporate streak from some of the new ed guys but there's a guy sitting right to steve's right i don't remember his name but he kept coming back trying to summarize hey here's how we messed up here's how we're gonna fix it like in normal plain language terms and i think that dude at least really gets it so hopefully he has a strong hand in this Mm -hmm. uh but i kind of agree with gordon uh one i always think you should vote with your dollars so if you're pissed by this as you should be because hey they're trying to screw somebody out of 500 bucks in a very not intentional necessarily, but catastrophic manner, like don't support that if you don't feel up to it. But like the fact that they are opening that special line, open to any issues whatsoever, not just open box, like I have a feeling in Steve's video, he said, you know, maybe sit on the sideline and see what happens in six months, 12 months, or whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if these next six months to 12 months are the best time to buy something, because any issues you have, they're going to take care of you, would be my guess after all this. And, and and I'm glad that's happening because, like I said, like nerds talk about it. Like New Eggs, where you go if you have to, if you can't find it somewhere else, because their customer service has been that bad. Mm-hmm. Like New Eggs, customer service is bad, and if it gets good enough, it'll end up being a win for everybody. I think I'm glad Steve. Um, it sucks that Steve walked into this, but I'm glad that Steve walked into this.
0: Yeah, and can we show last those couple charts, Adam? Yeah, which one do you want to start with? One. Uh, 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 why don't we do market cap? Okay. So this is in reference to what? So, you know, getting ready for this is like, you know, I I haven't really ever looked at these companies because I think from most people, they go like, well, Newegg, their website, you know, looks looks exactly the same as as Amazon. They are obviously not a, um... oh, dang it. I can't find it myself now. Well, and they're exactly the same, right? You look at the website and you think they're the same and they are not. Um, especially when you look at size, because I went and I looked at the market cap. This is basically, um, New Egg is a public company, Amazon is a public company, so is Best Buy. Uh, this is Micro Center, which is again a very popular, uh, retailer. And this is the value of the company based on shares. Micro Center is actually a private company, and this is just kind of like some dude posted somewhere and their estimated value. I'm gonna guess a lot of that is based on the real estate because they have a lot of mm-hmm. stores. That real estate is worth a ton of money. But look at, look at this. The market cap of Newegg, and I know people go like, well, Newegg's a billion-dollar company. Yeah, they are a $2.1 billion company. Their primary competitor, the one that they go every day to war with, every day, and they've been at war every day for years and years and years, is Amazon.com. Amazon is a $1.55 trillion company, right? Mm-hmm. So... And the next thing is revenue. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'll go after you're done. So the next one is looking at revenue. Okay. So this is, again, just, you know, the rough estimates based on my, you know, two-second search of the Internet. Newegg's revenue, I think, $540 million. Pretty decent. Uh, Amazon, $386 billion, I believe, or something like that. So it's... It's They are a magnitude bigger than Newegg. Newegg has maybe 2,000 employees. Amazon has 1.6 million employees. They have their own trucks. They have their own drones. And Newegg is every day going to war with Amazon, trying to beat Amazon. So I think that is valuable perspective that you need to consider as people still want to Flame New Egg and stay on their. You know, I'm never going to buy from New Egg thing. It's your money. Please do with it what you want, but I just want you to realize that the scale between New Egg and Amazon is not even close. So you need to think about yeah. that. And New Egg is at war with amazon and you know that's not not a fun war to be on so you need to think about that as well while you you form your well
1: it's kind of like the same thing of like you know uh sure there's a lot of people angry at intel and and a lot of the practices but you actually want competition you want them to do good things because you 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 need competition we we don't want just amazon to rule everything we want new egg to get better right uh you know and, and have 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 things change so that we can use them and have them in different uh standings compared to the other the other marketplaces too
2: yeah and, and steve says that in his video he's like part of the reason we're doing this one is because you know they tried to screw us people were getting screwed people should know about it but two they want healthy competition like we don't want it just to just everyone be buying from amazon whenever you need a clc that would suck uh that being said i think this is all very good perspective to point out i'm glad that you did but to me and my perspective at the bottom line is Any company, but especially a billion dollar company that is going to sell me uh, something for several hundred dollars, uh, should not try to shaft me when they send me a broken part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, no, and the thing is, nothing in no way
0: ever does that justify. Could you imagine that if that wasn't Steve and it was just a regular Mm -hmm. nerd? I mean, there's plenty of them. Yeah, there's plenty of them, right? You got like hundreds of emails, and you're just like, I'm just stuck with this. Like, what?
1: In like well, and, and front of the show, Kyle from uh, Hard OCP TV in in the chat, he's, he's saying, "Yeah, he, on the the forums, there was you know stuff dating back ten years or so." That, yeah, and you know, you know again, problems. if I got burned by a company, I can tell you damn well I'm never
0: going back. To, I don't care what's, I don't care what you're doing, and again, that is fine because if you got burned out of a company by, you know, you got legitimately you lost money to get a bad product, you're never going to buy from that company, and that is well justified. But again, I just want to have some perspective there that the war mm-hmm. that they are fighting in, they don't. I, you know, I, I buy from Amazon all. The time. I love, and you know, buying refurb's. I love buying open box refurb items or open box. You're not a refurb. I love buying open box items from Amazon because it's like it'll say like one inch damage to product. It's like that sounds pretty bad. Like you think there's a gouge? I'm like, well, I'm taking that roll because it's thirty percent off buy it like no like where is it like it looks like there's no damage it's weird because it feels like it almost feels like newegg like rma department's like well it it's got some pins that aren't bent somebody could use this go ahead and sell it but you go to amazon i bought a thermal imager this way it's like I don't know, uh, mark it off 50%. Say it's heavily damaged and somebody, like, basically blew their nose on it. Okay, it looks brand new. I don't care. It's Jeff Bezos' money. Do it, you know? It's sort of like this weird opposite because, like, you buy open-box items from Amazon. They don't care. Like, take that, Jeff Bezos, your space rocket. And then and New England,
1: are like, i just... Yeah. Well, speaking of which, another good video. Somebody points out, I guess... God, I can't remember his name, but, a uh, UF, UF Tech. D. UFD uh, Tech. UF, UFD yeah. Tech. Uh, he's got a good video. I, I haven't watched that. Uh, but I, I also watched Paul's, uh, video as somebody who used to work at Newegg in, in that kind of, uh, role. He actually had a really good video of, like, how things should have done and, and, yeah, or how things yeah. at least were done back when he was he was there. So that was you, very interesting, too. I,
2: I don't want to get into it and start flame wars or anything like that, but if you watch UFD you Tech's video, there are some valid things worth pointing out in there, too, but there are also some ways that he dropped the ball. So I will, I'm just tossing that out there, take that... Hmm knowledge and do with it what you will okay
0: and i will say i do recommend (laughs) paul's hardware video on this because he worked in the department that did rmas he basically got Mm -hmm. these weird things in he was just the rma no no
2: no no. No? he was the rma yeah he was like it was was him yeah that was him
0: right yeah you're right it just (laughs) i guess that kind of shows you the scale that new egg is it has been at and i've actually walked through new eggs um warehouse and it was impressive it looked like you know it's a gigantic warehouse and like wow this is like and that was when they were just starting the war with Amazon, right? So, but um, I think the other thing that is really lost in all this, and we don't know, and I would love to know from from Newegg is, uh, so Steve is completely innocent here. He got a damaged board that they tried to sell him as good, and then they didn't want to give him money as. He sent that board back to Amazon, to Newegg, and they said, well, hey, it's damaged, although I don't know how they could miss that sticker they'd put on there, right? But that's kind of weird. But I kind of think like somebody damaged that board, and in the interview that Steve did with the Newegg execs, they're like, "We did not damage that board originally." So clearly, the board was damaged before it was sent to Steve, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna, and Steve never says how that happened. He doesn't know, obviously, because that happened before. What did it happen at Newegg? I doubt it, because you know you got to figure if you're you just you grab the box off the shelf where the robot does you put it in a box you ship it out you're not going to open it up and screw around it. my assumption is that box got bought by somebody on from new egg for 500 they ham-fisted the cpu and i mean there were like pins bent everywhere like you could see it so they damaged that board it didn't boot so they clearly screwed up and then they sent it back to new egg right and then of course somebody bungled it by not going hey you the original person who destroyed this board is the one that says hey you destroyed this board right They're sort of the ones that i think are sort of that kicked off this entire war but that person really took that board that they either intentionally or unintentionally damaged it and then they just sent it back right oh oh i don't need it or it didn't work and when they're the ones that damaged it right unless we think that it happened at the gigabyte factory but i don't i don't think so You know, they must have their process down. I just sort of think like somebody damaged that board, sent it back, and then it just sort of kicked this whole thing off.
2: I think. Yeah, I agree. This whole thing should not have happened. Like every step of this is a fundamental failure of customer service. Like it should not have gotten to him in that state, especially with the big sticker on it. But even if it did not have that big sticker on it there's clearly bent motherboard pins as part of the open box, like review policy before they ship it out to people, they should look and go, Oh, Hey, that has bent pins. We obviously shouldn't sell that. That didn't happen. And then when he called and complained about it, like they said, Hey, we'll take a look at that and give you a call back. When can I call you next or email you next? And then they never even answered, like responded and answered him on that. And then all this stuff with the big sticker and all this happening, like this shouldn't have happened. And I just hope that will fight. This will finally be the catalyst to make new eggs customer service not suck because it has it and it flat out has everybody knows it for a decade plus. Yeah.
0: Although, I mean, <laughs> it is again working in corporate America. That's that's how it works, though, right? You don't, if you, you don't get the resources in the department, they only. Give you the resources when something blows up in their yes. face something is blown yep. up in their face so you got to imagine they're going to fix it now so
2: and it yeah. actually makes me semi-worried for new egg to be honest like hopefully they learn their lessons they come back strong they start doing awesome customer service and people start buying from more, more they're better than ever that'd be great for everybody in the world uh aside from steve who's out 500 uh, <laughs> but like hardware margins are very small to begin with like retailers and technology makers and stuff don't make as much money as you think they do. Like the AMD's and the Intel's and the videos, they make money. But like at at the ground level, the store level, they don't make as much profit margin as you think they do. It's very slim. And eating open box stuff uh, obviously hurts that. And so I think they're going to be very lenient with this now, as they should be because of all these issues. But that could wind up hurting them pretty hard in the long term too. So I'm, I'm real curious to see what this winds up doing for new egg. Cause I think you could end in, you know, a redemption story or it could end in like
1: Nothing
0: that changed. made
2: it. So we're not profitable.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, that would be the worst thing ever is like sort of, and again, you, you, you can only, they can only blame themselves cause they lit the army yeah. department, got into the state where it was, where you burn one of the leading YouTubers on this
1: in a bloop in your face. But, Oh God. Well, uh, yeah. speaking of Steve, he's he's in the chat. He, he came in right when you made the joke about, oh, it's got some bent pins. Uh, somebody mm-hmm. could use this, right? <laughs> uh, but now he's he's not out $500. He's out 480 because he gave us $20. So <laughs> thank you so yeah. much, Steve. Uh, he said, Gordon, uh, if someone random bought it and damaged it and returned it, the, the original board, do you think the original person who destroyed the pins recognized it in our video? What were they thinking sitting at home <laughs> watching this, do you think?
2: You know,
0: they must have because you got to look at the profiles of somebody who buys a 500 dollar motherboard they they're not just like you know they're not the add the cheapest board to your cart and go they're like they're into the whole thing you know they're like they're, they're oh, watching they're gamers they're watching videos. like oh, i bought this because of a gamers nexus video but you just kind of like <laughs> you know they're like oh my god you know they're never going to cop to it though i would love if somebody like that would be the best thing ever is the original person who busted up that board they should go, they sh- they, they've they seen it, they should go to Gamers Next and say, yeah, yeah I did it, I'm sorry. Because I, I think, to me, that is really also a lesson, because I I see this attitude from a lot of people, I've heard it over the years, I have friends like this. You know what, I really screwed up, and I broke this really expensive product, but I'm going to just bring it back to the store and hope they don't <laughs> notice, Right. And that is just morally wrong, I think, because if you break something, you should just you should own up to it. And it's it's just like the whole overclocking thing. Right. Yeah. Have fun. Overclock stuff. If you blow something up, that's on you. You shouldn't go like, well, I need to just kind of like slough this off and get a free one now. Or whatever. I think you've got to take responsibility. And I would I would hope the person that that started this entire mess, this entire fiasco would cop to it. Go on, Steve. Go talk to Steve. That would be the that would be the end of it. That would be just like, yeah, I'm the one who blew it. And then maybe the lesson should be like, yeah, if you screw up something, don't return it to the store. I know everybody wants to do it because money is hard to come by, but be careful when you're building it. But don't just irresponsibly just throw it on the store, you know, and return broken. There's one of the one of the people who, if you watch the Gamers Excess video, one guy, he or gal, he or she bought a 680Ti or no, about a 2080 ti and in the box was a 680 ti or something like that something like some you know it was clearly a, a, a gpu swap that somebody had done and that person probably got burned with it and it sucks that nobody obviously they should have checked it in the first place but somebody got somebody bought that 2080 ti swapped it out sent in their junky old card hoping nobody did notice and that person Equally should get just as much heat as the as as New Egg's our main department for not going, Hey, you're trying to pull a fast one on us. So
2: I think that's super morally sucky if you do stuff like that. You shouldn't do stuff like that. But to me in my perspective, like New Egg needs to be checking this stuff. Yeah. Like there's no way that should happen. Like flat out, full stop, period. Like if that happens, Someone should get reprimanded or fired. Like, how did they get a 680 TI when they bought a 2080 TI? (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, but that's it just
0: speaks to, you know, systemic issues, because, yeah, you know, again, you don't want to blame one person like man, I got to process 85 boxes or 800 boxes. And it's
2: just me. Well, when I say that, I don't necessarily mean the dude processing the RMAs. I mean, like two or three steps above them. Like there should be stuff in place where this does not happen. Yeah. I mean, but it, that again, it speaks to the whole thing of like,
0: we know, we know, because I, I will tell you, we demand. Hey, I need stuff all the time in my travels with the corporate America, and like, yeah, we're not going to give it to you, and like, oh, hey, I, I, Gordon, how come you're not doing this? Well, because you said no to me when I sent, asked for it eight times. Oh no, here's all your. It's like it's too late now. That ship has sailed, right? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. that I think that kind of speaks to somebody making decision to not properly, you know. um, give the, the resources to the department to succeed mm-hmm. in that, mm-hmm. you know, key area. And then also, again, that gets to what we just saw earlier. Your Newegg is big, yes, but you're basically fighting the largest e company in the history of human history. And that is not yep. that is just not a fun place to be. So I, I think, yeah, it's easy to be fun and make fun of Newegg and, and get, be angry at them at the same time. That is a tough. That is a tough battle. So maybe we should also just give him a little bit of a break. But I could get it if I got stuck with the 680 instead of a 2080 Ti. I like you could like I will dance on your grave because that's the kind of thing like I would be angry forever. And you are right for yeah. so. But I just think people got to remember it's it's you know it's it's a, it's not a, I, you would not predict that New Egg would even be here at this point, frankly, right? Because you're going up against Amazon here. so
1: true yeah well what what a story wow yeah we'll see we'll see i i I think it's definitely one of those things i'm I'm sure steve has plans to to you know continue to follow up on this uh we, we definitely want to follow up on it too so yeah and maybe we should get steve on to to chat about it steve if you're watching let's you know Let's chat about it. Uh, I broke that board. Okay, I'm admitting it. Oh, I did it. It's me. I was like, I was eating some noodles. I'm just like, oh, is my fault. Oh, I, actually, yeah. If if the person who originally broke the board uh, is is watching, get get, get with us. Get, come on the show. Uh, Nobody's going to admit to that. I sent this board back
0: broken, hoping they wouldn't notice, and they didn't. And <laughs> I ended up screwing Steve, who then, yeah, just
1: oh god. <laughs> uh okay um then yeah uh, should we get some questions uh we, we got some good ones sure yeah or right. if you if you want to get your questions in now uh get them in the chat uh and at pc world so i can i can see more easily uh if not if you're watching this later or listening to it later uh there's a link to our discord in the description uh of everything so uh, go over there there's a full nerd questions tab and uh And yeah, we'll get to him here. So uh, we got a five dollars super chat from VC Jester. Thank you so much, friend of the show. Said um, in respect to owning up, Gordon, I've watched Aliens more than Alien. See, yeah, see, it's it's okay. People can own up to it. I broke that board. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's a good one uh yeah, that'd be a great t-shirt there's like a bunch of bent pins like a
1: <laughs> no no that'd be uh, i like it um uh, we got a 45 more danish crone from me 44 friend of the show thank you uh said uh new egg is now the sunny side up flat on the pan so yeah egg, egg on the face um <laughs> we got a man a bun- bunch of other super chats uh through the through the episode so uh Oh, oh, real quick, breaking news. Um, Steve puts in the chat, Adam, we'll probably fly back out there again in a month or two. We'll schedule more time next time so we can come by the studio if you're there. Yeah definitely please let's coordinate let's coordinate maybe we even make a trip down to LA we'll see oh that'd so, be fun yeah, I, I need to go to a micro center it's <laughs> I, I actually been don't, too long I, I don't think I've ever been to a micro center really oh my god it's like no. a it's like
0: an epic it's like a nerd yeah. mecca been to a, a fries obviously but yeah not, well or, I mean micro center kept it real it feels like over fries because fries just kind of felt like I've actually been to cemeteries that like oh there's way
1: more life here than at fries at the end so <laughs> Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, back to yes. Uh, Mike Quinton, uh, friend of the show, gave us forty five dollars. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Said, uh, has there been any financial uh, slash shareholders fallout from Newegg, and did Micro Center react? Don't know. Steve might know that better. Yeah, I
0: don't know. I mean, you know, I and again, you. I know people, they look at that. And again, go look at the Gamers Nexus video. It is commendable because to do, to go in for a public company to do an interview with somebody with a hot topic like this is, is one, you got to give Steve a Gamers Nexus credit for being able to pull it off because of the reputation he has for being a straight shooter. And that is the reason why they did it because some people just want to come in and burn you. He gave them an honest chance to respond to everything at the same time. I can tell you the math was also, you know what, let's just ignore it and it's just better not to because the high risk of you saying something in a meeting that gets us into a problem with our shareholders is probably way more damage than the damage we're getting from this. So I think you got to give credit to both sides here.
2: Stock price has been going down all year. So, yes, it has gone down over the last month. Ever since Steve started reporting on this, it definitely has gone from $6 to $7 a share down to 5 something. But it's been going down all, month, all year.
1: Yeah. Nice. Uh, also, Steve says that their their ticket from SFO to LAX, I don't know, maybe they had a stop over or something, uh, was $47. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs>
0: and, like, sometimes That's I wild. always, don't you ever want to go, like, can I give you like five extra dollars for just a little more fuel because I'm like I'm with really a like we got just enough fuels folks to get just there.
1: We better not run into any traffic <laughs> uh, anyway um okay so uh, lassie Berg gave us uh, 20 Danish Danish Crone thank you so much said uh, AI is a mess. will direct XML be the standard? Sorry caught you when you're drinking.
2: <laughs> we'll see i mean yeah windows stuff tends to be the standard that a lot of people build around but we'll see like nvidia stuff already has a strong hold for the creative and enterprise crowd and intel's obviously doing something just gonna have to see you can never guess what standards yeah
0: it feels like it's a little too late for it but maybe <laughs> you know it's a, it's a long-term play but we'll see <laughs> yeah i would definitely again you buy the hardware that fits your needs so yeah, hey, Direct XML is awesome as a standard. If it doesn't do jack for you in the applications you use, then you should buy what works for you. Apple whether that be Apple, Intel or AMD or Nvidia, so. Hmm. Uh
1: not a question but a comment from uh Ian Washish. Uh gave us uh, 10 Canadian dollars. We'll take those too. Uh thank you so much <laughs> uh I'm sad that AMD didn't come out with a 5950X 3D because of the inner die cache-added latency, uh, potentially. Uh, I personally personally dedicate a die for a game, and it really helps with the very last remnant stutters. Hmm.
2: That's fair. That's that's fair. I think that's... uh not something that's typical whatsoever and i think amd was really just trying to hit the like we had rob and frank on the show they're like yeah we were looking you know the one die the you know eight cores is perfect for gaming like this is really hyper targeting gaming so it's a you gotta put money where you make money
0: yeah and you know they they can't invest too much in doing this even regardless of how much tsmc is charging for it they because you know raptor lake is coming you've seen intel's roadmap; it's impressive they got to move on they got to get am5 out so you can't live in the past too much
1: yep uh another question from uh new Tech, a friend of the show <laughs> said uh do you think ryzen on am5 will bring igpu to desktop cpus to be competitive with meteor lakes uh internal gpus probably i mean oh. i don't we'll see right because we don't know
0: i bet it feels like Clearly, AMD and Intel are focused on, we're going to give you more performance where it makes sense. So, IGP. I mean, the fact that even with Alder Lake, it, it feels sometimes crazy to think, like, why would you put, waste that, that die space on the EU for for the high-end uh, K part, right? Because no one's ever going to use a damn thing, so.
2: I, I'm the opposite. I think that, I think the lack of integrated graphics is like a glaring flaw, but not really for Ryzen. Like, that means you have to buy a discrete GPU, and so if you were looking to build a system over the last year or two, like, you're out, you're not buying Ryzen, uh, and I think it's good to have some sort of IGP at the at the minimum, so you can, like, if your graphics card dies, you can keep using your computer, so.
1: Yeah, I, I say, at least for troubleshooting, like I said, my my, uh, my nephew, his he thought his GPU was done-so, uh, it, it was not, uh, but he has a, a 3600X, and, you know, I wasn't, he's like, oh, I got an HDMI right here on the motherboard, and I'm like, sorry, buddy, it's not going to do anything for you, so, yeah, the, the, at least for troubleshooting, it is nice to have. Yeah, I mean, but I thought we were kind of looking forward. I, I do feel like AMD is
0: going to include you know graphics more and more but mm-hmm. it I depends so. on it depends very much on you know how everything kind of shakes out you know
1: yeah Yep. Yeah. Yeah. uh okay here's actually a a nice little question that kind of piggybacks off of uh, the last topic david richards friend of the show asked uh if they finished star trek the next generation and voyager uh working on d oh, oh i'm sorry I'm gonna save that one for later. Wrong one. Chris Niddle, <laughs> Friend of the show, Chris Nittle. What's the most common cause of bent pins on a motherboard? User error. Yeah, dropping something in it. <laughs> I've done it. You know that sucks. Uh, yeah, you know the worst case
0: I've ever seen was a former coworker who had <laughs> I mean, you know you would think that you know a Foxconn placeholder. None this is previous
1: employer. So Oh, oh, I the, thought that's what you were talking about. Okay.
0: No, no, yeah. but the 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 covers, the, the, the little plastic protect, pin protectors, they're different. They were, and this, I'm going all the way back to older generations, but there was like a different one. And one particular cover had all these like columns on the inside that on their motherboard was fine because of the way it mounted. But if you put it into a different manufacturer, uh, LGA, it would crush the sock, it would crush. Pin like this is like there was an unrecoverable. I mean they were like and he just put them on and he just like clamped that sucker shut and it was just uh, like oh my god it looked like somebody took their thumb and just ran them across them and just like that 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 does happen, but I think most of the time it's you know it's user error. That, you drop something on it or that hurts just hearing about it. Oh my god, it was just like <laughs> and oh dude, he did it twice. I'm like, stop doing that, man. (laughs) You're like, look at the. Because, you know, you sort of assume all you wouldn't make it. So it would
2: damage. Like, no, I guess you did. So, yeah, he did. That's why I always leave that thing right in the box that I'm putting it back into. Yeah, you always leave it in the box,
0: right? Mm Because if you're going to return for RMA, you're told you need that cover to be in place for your RMA. Except for anyway. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's totally the top reason, though. People doing dumb or unfortunate things
0: yeah and you know that's i still think like 500 hundred dollar motherboard you are there's no way you're just some you know
2: low budget rookie somebody screwed up badly on that one so it happens i've messed up the pins in a 500 hundred dollar motherboard i only messed up the pins in one motherboard and it was a high end asus motherboard and it was on deadline and it was very unpleasant trying to straighten that out
1: <laughs> you can't straighten them it's, yeah, you can. It's very difficult. So it really is. Well, maybe that's the note Newegg should have put in with the box to Steve. Like, hey, you can straighten these, you know.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> just case. That's you why it's to. 30% yeah, off. Yeah, you can. You can. Right. I mean, if you want to, you can.
0: You know, the bummer thing it was like, how was I like given like, because you would think like, well, it's like, hey, you know what? It's $200. And, yeah, take your risk. But it was like the full on $500, though. That was like. Yeah. And that box, what happened to that box? It's like, oh, can we go slide that down the alley or something? I don't know what happened to the edges in that box. Somebody somebody that's, clearly had abused it.
2: <laughs> that's still the craziest part to me, the fact that after Steve was complaining, they didn't just open it and go, oh, my God, how did this ever
1: get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Um, a friend of show, Rubertu 2 says, uh, do, we, do we think AMD is going to charge more for IGPU going forward since it takes another chip and more processing? I think it
0: has to be built into the business model. You know,
1: if that's something that everybody sort of demands
0: in their CPUs, and they sort of have to price that in, Mm -hmm. which generally means prices go up. But if Intel keeps prices down and they have to sort of eat that out of their cost, you get now integrated graphics because they have to compete with Intel parts that have it.
2: Twelve six hundred k came out and you're starting to see better prices on the 5600X.
1: Yeah, well, I saw an article that said like the 5800X is the lowest it's ever been or something. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Competition's good, right? Yeah, right. Uh, LB has a question from earlier. Uh, is is that an HP laptop on your desk, uh, a Ryzen uh, or an Intel? Uh, also, do you think AMD's revolutionary laptop iGPU performance makes Intel thin and lights obsolete? Two questions i don't well one this is an
0: hp it's a um it's a commercial class laptop it's the um dragonfly elite it's an older 8th gen laptop i love this thing commercial commercial laptops i know people think oh that's just crazy but you get a lot out of commercial laptops that you don't get in consumer laptops so that's worth a look i don't think that amd will make uh intel uh, thin and light obsolete I, I think intel has a lot of, they still have a lot going for them we'll see how it shakes out on the cpu side and the graphics performance uh and power i I think what we have is a really good ball game i think we are really really going to see uh awesome choices especially now that we're seeing amd into uh into premium laptops it's only better for consumers you're going to get way better hardware than you ever would have gotten say five years ago in the same price range because you can pick between amd and intel and they're competing Prices are lower, more features. That's what it's supposed to be, unless you buy Apple products. <laughs>
1: yep. Uh, okay, got some good ones over on Discord here. Uh, Ozo Rojo uh, asked, uh, "How long do you think it'll take for DDR five to reach reasonable prices?" Two years, maybe.
2: Um,
0: what do you think, Brad? I
2: kind of think a year. It feels like we're, year. All, like
1: we're like we're
0: kind of getting. It's getting yeah. better. I was looking last night. I think thirty-two gigs of Sixty four hundred even was about five hundred dollars. You're just like, damn, that's a lot of money, but that's better than eighteen hundred dollars. And yep. it's more of those things. The fact that everybody has to pump it out for all AMD products going forward, and most of the Intel products going forward, means mm-hmm. it's going to get here a lot sooner than you expect. So I think two years is. I would go with a year, mm-hmm. twelve that's months. What I thought too.
2: That sounds Oh, didn't right. you have a DDR question that you got a text on? I yeah. do. I have yeah. a,
0: I have a question from, uh, hey, uh, first time listener, uh, Greg Viederman. I used to, you know, be a big time person in gaming. Uh, he wants to know DDR4 versus DDR5. I can telegraph that question because I know he asked that question. He'll, he will ask a, because Greg is, a. by the way, he's the former editor of PC Gamer. Um, I used to work with him, uh, across cubicles and we used to have a lot of fun with each other the messiest person i've ever. i'm messy uh, gordon is messy so you saying he's messy that's something dude <laughs> greg Wienerman is like you gotta be kidding me because it was like <laughs> like i've never seen actually facilities come down and say you need to clean up your area <laughs> <laughs> they've never said that to me ever my coworkers well, that's, have that's they pull jokes on me that's- greg vieterman was like you need to clean this up because it's a tripping hazard so um He wants to know DDR5 versus DDR4. Wiedermann is a gamer. I'm going to say, frankly, for most people, DDR4 for gaming purposes is the best bang for the buck. It's hard to justify paying for DDR5 for gaming purposes. So I think you can be perfectly fine building a DDR4 Alder Lake system for gaming. I Especially because, you know, you probably don't need that high core count for most games traditional games. He's an old timer like me, so he's not like, going to be streaming and, and you know, and doing all that other stuff at the same time. I think the problem is for also old timers like me that like bleeding edge, it just feels painful. Like DDR4 that sounds old. It's one less than DDR5. The other upside to DDR5 is you get the if you're, you know, you have the IGP, you're feeding it way more bandwidth. There's a huge uplift in Premiere, by the way, if you're using uh uh, DDR5 versus DDR4. And also, you can get way more memory, higher memory capacity out of DDR5 eventually. But if all you're going to do is play games, I'd say do the DDR4. But I know most people that play in that, like, I got to have the best thing ever, will do DDR5 anyway. So,
1: do you, uh, do you know? I mean, you're making assumptions he's just gaming, or did he say that?
0: Yeah, I just know knowing Greg because again he every 4 years he'll surface and he doesn't pay
1: attention to stuff because he doesn't have to anymore and he'll go like what should I buy? So he he's probably looking at Alder Lake, right? Yeah, he's, he's looking probably at Alder Lake. Like a, a mid-range Alder Lake. I guess the real question is do you, do you recommend? I mean, cuz w- when you're sitting here talking about Alder Lake, you were like who'd ever buy DDR4? Like, do, get, go DDR5, go Windows 11. So, but you're walking that back for him. You, you no. think DDR4 and he would go <laughs> Windows 10? That was
2: that was the twelve nine hundred k discussion. Just true, to toss that out there, which is very different than a more mainstream one. Sure. Yeah.
0: So and again, if you're building, you know, two hundred dollar mid range board, that's almost entry level for Alder Lake. So mid range board with a mid range part, you're gonna go with DDR four. It, it seems weird to do DDR five because it's like you're just like you're gonna do everything. You're gonna do this one thing at eleven. It doesn't to me make sense. But again, I knowing Greg. I mean, for God's sakes, people don't maybe don't remember. Greg was like the Veed. Like you say, who the Veed was? People are like, oh my God, you know the Veed. So, Greg is not going to do mid range build. My guess is he's probably going to do DDR five with an i nine part because he's the Veed. So yes, DDR five for that reason. But for most people, no, don't got know. it. Got and that's I mean, most people. I think I think I've said before, DDR four is fine. It Just it doesn't feel like it's take take worth taking that that nosebleed, but you know we say that and our systems are full of high end parts that we don't need and don't use because <laughs> it's
1: cool to have them so oh yeah oh yeah uh here we go a couple more uh pedro barbosa asks uh, is it a, is it is it usual that the combo with the same power specs uh saying uh intel with an nvidia gpu tend to work better than ryzen with an nvidia gpu or is it a placebo effect on desktop or uh, they they don't say. I, th- I think they're talking laptop.
2: Oh, I, I don't know I, if I, that's necessarily true. Is it?
1: Well, I, I oh, I'm sorry. They they made an edit. Is it is it usual that the combo within the same power specs, uh, Intel with NVIDIA tend to work better than Ryzen with NVIDIA, gaming wise? So,
0: yeah. um, you know, I so I mean, if we're talking power spec. We're talking laptops. I would say. I mean, yeah, Intel has the advantage of you know generally better performance, especially 12th gen on lighter threaded performance. Also, again, Ryzen uh, 5000 did not quite get that bump in gaming that we saw with Ryzen desktop. I my theory is it's the cache just wasn't as big as desktop, right? Because it's a as a laptop part, so they did they didn't quite get they didn't solve that that Ryzen gap that was from 1000 to to 4000. Um, so generally. Yes, Intel will probably perform a little better in a lot of stuff. You're also getting Gen four for your SSD. Does it make a difference? I don't know. You are getting a by sixteen, especially with Tiger Lake. You're getting by sixteen Gen four. It doesn't make it. A, but I think you also have to realize, eh, you buy a Ryzen seven or a Ryzen nine with a 3080, you are in great shape no matter what. So. Yeah, there's going to be some things where Intel and uh, will perform a little better than that Ryzen-based laptop. I don't think it's really going to matter, especially for what a lot of people do if you're going to be playing at, you know, 1600p, 1440p with everything turned up. It's not going to make it that much of a difference to uh, even sweat about. They so. followed up and said desktop. Oh, okay. Well, never mind that. <laughs>
2: desktop. I would yeah, well then I don't talking, know it would depend on the power supply uh, or on the CPU power and all kinds of stuff. But there's way too many variables. I would say that this generation RDNA 2 is more power efficient than Nvidia comparable GPUs. So Oh yeah,
0: so are but are we talking about like all AMD versus Intel GeForce no, or uh,
1: Intel Intel plus Radeon? In, no, 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 it, it, in, Intel plus NVIDIA and Ryzen plus NVIDIA.
0: Yeah, so I don't I don't quite understand the power envelope question there because it...
1: Well, they're just saying the, they're saying with the same power specs. Oh, so like so, price. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So at, at the same level, they think that yeah, Intel yeah. plus NVIDIA works better than Ryzen plus NVIDIA. Yeah,
0: when you're looking at, especially what Intel's given away at that mid-range part and lower end, yeah, it's going to be 12th gen all day for a gaming system with nvidia i don't don't, they're just generally giving you more right now because they are trying to come back from a bruising few years of losing so they're giving you all kinds of price performance on it on mid-range so i would say definitely intel but again if you're playing games newest games at high res with everything turned up are you really going to be able to tell the difference between one or the other i bet most people could not
1: (laughs) All right, uh, a couple more, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Dark Helmet has a good one uh, about Windows. multiple Multiple choice question related to Windows 10 support. You ready? When 2025 arrives, Microsoft will, number one, push out the end date. Number two, make more hardware officially supported by Windows 11. Number three, stick to their guns and cut off support for Windows 10 and many older devices. Number four, other. What do you pick?
2: I think they're going to push out the end dates to some degree. I don't think it'll be quite like Windows 7 was, uh, but I think they will push it out at least a, just a little bit, possibly. But if not, I think they're going to stick to their guns and get on board and get off board.
0: Yeah, I can see uh, they will. I, I would agree. They're going to push it out, and but they're going to say, no, this is it. This is a line in the sand. You do not cross the sand. So push it out once. Yeah. Well, I think they're going to push it out more than once because that's just always the way uh, Microsoft has done it because they understand people don't want to move. But in their corporate customers, the problem is their corporate customers are the ones who just don't want to move. So they're, they're always acquiescing to the corporate customer. Fortunately, that sort of benefits everybody else. But I, I think they they always push it out. But I don't think they're going to allow people into the Windows 11. You're not going to be running your Skylake on Windows 11, basically, I don't think. No, me either. It'll be like good timing
2: something. for good timing for Google to release that Google Flex OS though, like basically turn any old PC into a Chromebook, even desktops. So mm. that might be an interesting option when that rolls around, but we don't have to worry about that for years.
0: Can you play GeForce now on that? Is that sure? Can <laughs> nice.
1: Eek forty four a friend of the show says uh, they have a twelve nine hundred K with a thirty ninety. Uh, it's all uh, water cooled, plus lots of RGB. Yeah. Is thousand is watts enough uh, if they're going to do a big overclock on their system? Uh, I I think it would re- depend more on the CPU
2: side. So I'm going to defer to Gordon on this. I think it would be fine normally with the thirty ninety. Like if you had like a Core i five or something. If you're going to overclock the graphics card, I think you'll be fine and leave the CPU alone. But if you're going to overclock the CPU, that might very much change things.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would, I would think you might be kind of close to the limit, depending on what you're doing. It sounds kind of crazy. And again, I have no expertise here. I've not done uh, looked at power consumption of an overclocked high spec rig. I would probably feel a little more comfortable with more power because you also have to realize your power supply on a hot day, the output goes down. So, but you're probably okay, especially if you're buying a high quality power supply. Not like me, where I buy the whatever is <laughs> included with the case. So you're probably okay, depending how hard you push it. And also, I have to think about all the other crap you have in your case, all the RGB and all the fans, because that does add up too. So you pay. You may want to get a watt meter and look at how much power you're you're pushing. That's probably the safe w- way to do it.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm seeing. An enthusiast overclocked everything to five point two gigahertz on a twelve nine hundred K in October. You do that, you overclock the GPU a little bit. I think a thousand will get you done, but I would definitely personally, if I would invest that much in the system already, would go for twelve hundred.
0: Yeah, because especially if you're, and again you're overclocking, it and if you're like, oh, I'm going to overclock it and now, I'm going to run AVX, hardcore on all cores on that twelve nine hundred K, and then overclock my thirty ninety on water and run everything hard yeah that's on on a summer day with no air conditioning in the office
2: that's that could be a problem that is a baller system and if you are on twitter please tweet me a picture of that system i want to see it
1: yeah it sounds cool <clears throat> sorry um it's not a question but uh I'm, I'm gonna turn it into one uh kyle our friend of the show over at hard ocp tv Says, uh, they think both AMD and Intel are looking to do away with low-end GPUs uh, and replace them with APUs over the next four years. What do you think? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that
0: yep. you can see that like coming. Like hey, you know, uh, you know, we've we've been you've been rubbing our faces in it for years, Nvidia. You've just been rubbing mm-hmm. our faces in it. Like, here's a little bit of pain, you know, like, you could bet that Intel and AMD would, like, have no problems trying to, like, hey, how do, you know, they, if they could go out of their way to hurt NVIDIA by pushing, you know, APUs that can offer pretty comparable performance, you know, you know they're going to do it. I mean, why wouldn't you, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that. that's just like, that's just the, you would do that just for fun because of all the payback, all the... All the all the pain that NVIDIA has given you over the years, and that payback is going to be so sweet. If they can do it, and of course they'll do that, and AMD will bust out, or Intel or NVIDIA will bust out, like, hey, yeah, 3080 for $150 or something like that. No.
2: <laughs> I totally agree it's going to happen, and if it does, I can't wait for the day when we can just consider every PC to be a gaming PC. So, Right. Yeah. Gaming enough PC, at least. <laughs>
1: I like that. Um and the the last thing <clears throat> before we get out of here Gordon I, I looked up the uh uh Steam database. Uh steamdb.info has all the uh the information about the the most played games of all time. <clears throat> I should say uh, peak concurrence. Uh can can you guess uh, I'm I as some of these I'm actually pretty surprised. I'll I'll say uh Grand Theft Auto V is at number 16 with 364,000 peak incurrence, uh, but there are five of them that have been over a million. Can can you guess one of the five? Well, two. Dota 2 and Counter-Strike.
0: Could okay, be the those, ones. those
1: two are the five, yeah. yeah. So what are the other three? What do you think?
0: Uh, maybe, Ro- well, Rocket League is so new on Steam, no, but Rocket but League is Rocket really
1: popular.
2: Yeah, it's just that 60s. it's new. It would be way higher, I think, if it were there. Rocket League gained steam real slow. So it launched and didn't do anything for 2 or 3 years, so it's like yeah. a slow
1: burn. 66 at 147,000 was their peak all time. It's it, uh, it, PUBG. Yep, there we go. Number yeah. number 1 by a landslide, 3,200,000. <laughs> that is huge. Num- number two it actually surprisingly just displaced uh, Counter-Strike. Uh, at $1.3 Lost Ark. I had no idea this Lost Ark thing, like brand new. It's like coming out of the gates hot. What the hell is it? It's an MMO. Yeah. And then surprisingly, number four, the last million, the last one to cross a million was Cyberpunk. (laughs) Yeah. So a a lot of people playing Cyberpunk when it first came out and then just... uh, (laughs) Got their Steam refunds. Yeah, just (laughs) got their (laughs) 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 refunds. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They'll be like, hey, yeah, we're not going to uh where's my refund yeah we're giving you a battlefield 2042 license like, wait, hey what
1: <laughs> actually oh you know what funny funny enough sorry one last point on this number 15 one one slot uh above gta 5 is gordon's favorite world of warships at uh, no. uh yep at mm. three hundred and seventy nine thousand. yeah but if you ever
0: look at the like if you ever look at that it's like like 80 percent the top four right <laughs> it's like and then the rest are like, you're playing, you know...
1: No, actually, I mean, yeah, because I mean, from from five, from 6, so 6 is uh, like 900,000. 7 is where it drops off to 500,000. Uh, so from 500,000 down to 300,000 are the top 200 spots. Or, I'm sorry, 20 spots. So it, World Warships is, is in there within, yeah, within a lot of the big yeah, players.
0: You know what I realized about that game, though? What? Is... If I criticize everyone for playing this game for being dumbasses and I only play this game, doesn't that mean I'm a dumbass? And I will admit I must be a dumbass because I keep playing this game, and everybody else who plays this game is a dumbass because they're not like play the objective. None of them do, so <laughs> although do you I, I do wonder if you know, we've we're so used to Steam being like the end all for pc gaming but it is i realized um a few months ago that really isn't anymore because you have competing markets that really draw a lot of gamers and a lot of them um like my daughter and her friends they they play games that are not on steam they do play some on steam but there's there's a lot just in other competing marketplaces now i do wonder if you have to look at like epic and whatever Valorant is and whatever these other kind of markets just to get a, a better picture of Of PC gaming because you might it seems crazy, but you steam is actually probably a lot smaller than we expect it to be these days. Mm, It's still big, but I'm just I just think that there's a lot of other markets that are just
2: not included and they probably should be. I agree with you to some extent. I think steam will cover the vast majority of what anybody cares about, but I think things like Minecraft uh, League of Legends Valorant all that stuff would show up in that list if it was on the steam number, but it's not so, but people know that i think, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: uh <clears throat> okay, cool, then uh yeah let's uh, let's get out of here uh, Lindsay says uh, uh Gordon has become self aware with uh, no, <laughs> World of I, Warships. Uh, yeah, no, because I realized, like, what is wrong with me? Because that's uh, now in introspection. What
0: is wrong with me? I'm bending pins on motherboards and sending them back anyway, playing this World Warships game, but
1: knows. Uh, uh, Monster says, uh, takes courage to admit it. Uh, and then also Tech says, says, uh, shots fired at Jay's two cents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: now I realize why he's so angry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We, you should you should tweet him we should you should tweet him that it makes sense now. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh yeah, let's let's get out of here. I'm hungry. Lunch check time. back Okay,
0: check back next week for your fixed PC talk on the full nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher and if you're on one of those services, please leave a review. Every time you do, someone bends a pen on a motherboard and sends it back to the retailer pretending they didn't <coughs>
1: damage it. No no, Sing- no, no, no no no, that's not good. You don't want you don't want that to happen. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So we want people to review. We don't want them to send. Every time that
0: happens, somebody bends a pin on the motherboard and sends it back to the to the retailer with a full confession saying they bent <laughs> the pins on the motherboard. Please don't sell this to someone. And they tape it to the outside of the box, which flies off in the UPS truck. <laughs> send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas you show and Adam and Patrick Murray's gonna hit the off switch
1: uh thank you everyone yeah that was uh that was a fun show thanks thanks for uh hanging with the changes I know change is weird but change is good lots of changes coming so <laughs> anyway thanks everyone have a good one uh rest of your day see you bye